You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 76. I'm talking to Jay Cranda from Saddleback Community Church, all about online communities and online church. He's an online guy, and it's pretty good. Welcome to the Seminary of Hard Knocks, a podcast designed to help you master church communications and social media. These are practical solutions from the trenches that any church can use. Now, let's join your host, Seth Muse, who's just returned from another adventure. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Really glad to be with you today. Today, my guest is Jay Cranda. Now, Jay is the online community pastor, online campus pastor, actually, I should say, at Saddleback Community Church in Southern California. You might have heard of that one, right? I mean, we've heard of Saddleback. It's uh, it's a little small little operation out there, but they've got this huge online church community that's really developing, and Jay's been a big part of that. So I wanted to get him on the show and talk about how they made that happen, and then also kind of pull the curtain back on online campus pastoring. What does a day look like for him? What does ministry look like for him? Discipleship, evangelism, how do they do that in real time? So if you're a church, whether you're big or small, thinking about going online and, and, and need to understand too, that in this context, we're not talking about streaming. Streaming is kind of where you just, you play your services online at a certain time and then they're there and you might get your messages from it, et cetera. That's what our church does. Online church is an, is a community. It's a ministry. There's someone uh, that's pastoring these people that's forming small groups. I mean, it's a church that meets online. So I asked the big question, what's the goal? Is it to stay online or do you try to get them face to face? We're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk about how do you connect people online when they're so spaced out all over the country? And he's got some great answers for that too. So I'm excited about this con- uh, this uh, this conversation because Jay is one of those guys that if you want to find out what online church is really about, I mean, I don't really know a lot of other guys, maybe Craig Rochelle that could tell you a little bit more about it, but this dude is brilliant. So I'm excited to give you this content. Uh, go to the, get the show notes. We're going to talk about a few things. We got a few links that I'm going to put in the show notes for you uh, that we mentioned in our conversation. Go to sethmuse.com slash 76. Uh, just the number 76, and I will put all those links there for you to easily access. Thanks for listening. If you like this show, uh, if you're listening in iTunes, it would be really great if you'd go and give me a review, uh, a rating, uh, even if you hate it. If you hate it, give me a review. I don't care. I would just love to know what people are thinking out there and how how it's uh, how it's hitting you. Uh, and if it's hitting you, do I need to stop hitting you? Uh, is it hurting? Is it like playful hitting or am I really hitting you hard? Um, I need to know so that I can gauge what I'm doing here. So go give me a review. Give me a, a rating. I'd really appreciate it. And then last, if you haven't yet joined my Facebook group or my email list, those are two places that I reach out weekly with content you won't find here or on my blog. Um, and, and, and we have a lot of fun in the email list. It's uh, if you go to sethmuse.com, you'll be able to find links to that. Just opt into the 88 ideas for social media posts for churches that I have. It's a free resource and it'll sign you up for the for the list. Or if you want to join the Facebook group, it's the Seminary of Hard Knocks group. Um, you can find that link in, on my website as well. Anywhere you see the Facebook icon, just click it and it'll take you right to it. Anyway, without any other promotional stuff, let's get into it. Here is my conversation with Jay Cranda. Enjoy. Jay, how's it going, man? 
going pretty good. I know we're going to be running this probably a little bit after, but um, I am as a basketball fan and a Lakers fan, I am I'm on my edge here before a tra- trade deadline. So if something breaks while we're on this podcast, people here might go like, "Well, that already happened." Well, it's still impacting me. <laughs> you so, have your you have your alerts set up to let you know. I have my alert. Woj okay. is about to bomb my phone, so we're we're ready to. I'm I'm antsy. <laughs> who who are you looking? What trades are you watching? I'm on. Well, the Lakers. The, we're hoping that we might get Anthony Davis from the Pelicans. So that's the uh, that's the the pie in the sky okay. type of opportunity. But we might trade away every our whole bench. So we'll we'll find out. Anyway, so we we might destroy our team. But basketball, you only need a couple of great players to drag a team into the finals. It's oh, not like man. other sports. I hope that's worth it. <laughs> I, know, I know. We'll find out. That's a risk. That is a risk. I'm playing with house money. It's not my money. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> For everybody who doesn't uh, pay attention to sports, let me just translate, you know, sports ball, sports ball, sports ball, sports ball. <laughs> there you go. All right. So it's, it's, that's a uh, basketball talk we were just talking about. Um, so <laughs> Jay, Jay uh, you're out in California, man. Tell us about uh, what you do, what church you're at, and just a little bit about you in general. Yeah, so I, I oversee the online campus ministry at uh, Saddleback Church in Lake Forest, California, and we've been um, I've been in the role for about six years, just about six years full time, and then kind of was able to experiment for a little bit prior to that um, part time. Our church, like I think every church that's talking about this, is it kind of was a a slow evolution of trying to figure out what does this look like. Can we justify the funds, a staff person, all that stuff? And so um, I oversee that. I have three kids, um, an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old girl. So two boys, one girl. And, yeah, so I've been married 10 years. I watch basketball. I would do whatever my kids tell me to do. And I like to read. I'm an avid reader, um, both, yeah. And so, yeah, and, and probably spend too much time following basketball. <laughs> so, I don't know if you can spend too much time. Yeah. I don't know if you can spend too much time following basketball of all the sports that are out there. That's the one I care about most. So mm. you're, you're preaching to the choir a little bit there. Sweet, sweet. Although I am more of a Dallas Mavericks fan, even though we are, say, yeah. are, yeah, we, we struggle. We struggle a little bit here and there. We got that one championship under our belt yeah, after, I mean, you beat LeBron, so after like good, 40 man. years of being a franchise. It's pretty cool. Um, so anyway, we're, we're working on it. We're working yeah. on it. Um, so online campus is, uh, is like you said, you guys kind of evolved into it or slowly moved into it. Um, in the early days, can you, you remember those conversations around, should we, should we not do this? When was that? And kind of take us through a little bit of that. What were, what were some of the hangups or the cautions or things that you were, you were thinking about? I I think with, you know, really, you know, I've been part of a small church, medium churches and large churches, and I've, I've, have a lot of friends at all sorts of churches, you know, and I kind of seen the scope of it. Obviously in my context of a very large church, it's very different. Um, but a lot of the problems are the same problems. A lot of the barriers and opportunities are all the same stuff. And for us early on, it was just like, yeah, you know, like this thing is growing, something's happening, but does it make sense in our strategy of a church? So you don't want it to be this um, you know, shiny thing that kind of distracts you down the road, um, to kind of bring you off where you're kind of going. And ultimately our, our pastor and our, our leadership, you know, the, the idea is that, you know, we know how to disciple people, move people from kind of the, the community all the way into kind of our commission, um, by bringing people in person, 
Um, and so we have our weekend service. We have our classes that kind of teaches what does it mean to, to belong to God's family, to, to spiritually grow, to, to understand how God shaped you and, and, and understand your personal mission, both locally, um, personally and globally. Um, and then we know how to do small groups and we know how to influence a, you know, somebody who's living out the purposes daily. And we do that by making sure our groups are healthy, making sure our classes are healthy, making sure our weekend service is healthy. Yeah. You look at that on the calendar weekend. And so when online came up, it's like, how do you do that? That's all decentralized. And does it work for, um, what happens if people stop coming locally and they only watch online and, um, are we going to lean into a convenience thing? And so I think all those questions, uh, you know, you know, seven, eight years ago were coming up. Now, I think those are still things people worry about and think about, but I think it's people have seen enough success stories that it's not um, really hurting your church, um, but it's helping your church. And so, and especially, you know, people, the standouts are the, you know, I don't think anybody fights anymore the, the realization that there are people that are sick that can't come to church and this is a great option. There's people right. that have security issues that can't come to church is also, uh, you know, you know, online ministries in a lot of places in the country, not in Southern California, but, uh, realize this whenever there's a big storm, like the polar vortex, you know, they realize, Oh, this is great. We can still do church. Um, and church, yeah. you know, yeah, we, church online experiences we, we, blow up over one week, you know, it's yeah. like, great. You know? We love the polar um, vortex. Yeah. We, we love it, you know, um, <laughs> but, but I, I think it was just that question of like, how does this fit into our strategy? And I think a lot of people, um, I've always been grateful for, um, you know, having leadership that, you know, I really trust and, um, you know, have a lot to learn from. And so it's like, yeah, we can do this, but how does it make sense in our, our big goal, which is, you know, plant churches. Um, and in our expression, that's, we primarily do that through having, uh, campuses. And so it's like, what does this all make sense? So I think there was a lot of, you know, just researching, figuring out, and that's part of me allowing me to be a couple hours here and then eventually full time, you know, there were still a lot of questions. It was like, you know, this is what we think, but start still start to evolve and figure that out. So I, I think there's just a lot of trying to wisely move and figure out how, how does it make sense for our goals? Yeah. I think, I, and I think that's the conversation that any church is dealing with. There's like you said, it's the same issues that's just different scale. And I think they're trying to figure out how does that fit into what we do? Is it going to hurt us? You know, and I think you're right. The, the stats are kind of there. It doesn't really hurt you. It actually helps you. And I want to get into that in a little bit. Um, but for now, let's, let's just look, you said you, you kind of started with a few hours, then you moved to full-time. You're a full-time online campus pastor. So mm -hmm. take us through a day for you. What does that even look like? How it ministry looks for an online campus pastor in 2019? Yeah, it's just a lot of Instagram checking updates and, you know, <laughs> a lot of playing around. Yeah, yeah, just watching YouTube videos, yeah. replying to stuff that I want, binging my favorite show on Netflix, you know, Shop, shopping you know. on Amazon. It's pretty cool. Yeah, shopping on Amazon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so for the most part, the way it kind of works is, um, you know, I would say Saturday, Sunday is a lot of weekend, like, making sure the weekend is ready. You know, I have my volunteer teams and stuff, just making sure everything's set up and going and rolling. Um, you know, we do, um, at the moment we do pre-recorded intros and outros like a campus pastor would, where like my stuff is shown before the service starts and, and okay. when it ends. Um, so it's just a lot of weekend stuff. It's making sure downloads, response cards in, in my volunteers know how to follow up to people, depending whatever what's going to happen in the service. And then Monday through Tuesday is a lot of like 
pointing back to the weekend. It's whatever follow up or you know, uh, you know, you know. We we have a lot of response cards that are filled out every week, so it's just a lot of like personal stuff. It's it's making sure people are getting plugged into what you know into our classes, into our groups, or yeah. into a local and, church or to a campus. And you're talking about response cards. They're digital response cards you got online from the people that watched online. Yeah. So yeah. we have yeah we have a response card that stays under our um under our our video. We, we also, if you listen to, if you watch our service, either on our church online, our church online page, you know, it's commonly, there's a platform called Chopped. It's church online platform. I would say most churches that stream online use that platform because it, it's a free platform. We have a custom page that we've always used. So I call mm-hmm. it our church online because it's kind of the common language. Um, but for, for us, we have a response card there, but if you watch on YouTube, one of our messages, there's an outro that plays. So somebody watches that whole thing and gets to the end and I'll come up and come up and say like, Hey, thanks for watching on YouTube. I would love to help you take your next step spiritually. Similar thing happens on our podcast and that's like kind of an email or a phone number. And it all comes into one system that I have a, okay. you know, I have, I have a team, I have a follow-up team and we just, we follow up. And so we help get them, you know, ultimately we handle the request or the question, but usually it's always like, Hey, you know, are you in community? So we either, you know, plug them into a church or our community. We, we don't really care. Um, we just want them to be, we know the life is best lived with other people. That's what acts, you know, very clearly kind of demonstrates as so a Paul kind of reaffirms. That's what Jesus talked about. Um, and so we, we help make that happen based off of, you know, them reaching out. Um, and so a lot of that, you know, again, weekend and then Monday, Tuesdays, it's kind of usually that follow up. Wednesdays is usually a meeting day where we have staff meetings and different things. Um, I work remote 95% of the time. So I work from my home. Really? Um, and so I, don't, I don't have a office. Um, we have some shared space, um, but um, usually I'm in the office for whatever I need or that day on Wednesday, um, both from like a big staff meeting for our whole church and also meeting with my boss and so forth. Um, and then I try to align stuff. Um, on that day. And then, yeah. um, yeah. And well, then typically just there's just the last thing is Thursdays and Fridays are kind of pointing towards the weekend. Um, and then usually the first part of Thursday is usually my planning time. I always set aside some time to kind of scheme and dream a little bit about whatever ideas I'm thinking about. So that, that's a general idea of my yeah, week. That's great. Um, I have a couple questions out of that. Um, so when you're on Wednesday, you're coming in the, into the office those days, you said you work remote 95% of the time. Um, was that something that you brought up or you approached your pastor with, or is there, I guess, what is the reason for being remote um, in that conversation? Cause I think that's a conversation also that kind of ties into this is that if our campus is remote and online, you know, why can't our pastors be that way? What was that conversation like? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, there, you know, it's hard because one part of it is that I've been on staff for, you know, a long time now, at least in, in, you know, relatively long time. So almost, uh, yeah, I've been a yeah. member of the church for 10 years and I've been on staff for eight and a half, nine years. Yeah, that's so, long. so I know, I know most of the people on staff or at least I know how teams work. And so I have a lot of relationships. I will say I benefited from having that. So I have a lot of relational currency within the organization. Um, I would always tell anybody who's brand new, um, you know, Hey, you need to get to know everybody and spend much time. Now, Sometimes I feel like I've, I've lost that when there's been turnover or I don't know people. Yeah. So I, I, I have to reinvest that. So, um, so for me, a lot of it just came about because, you know, most, you know, especially in our model, we have 
um, 19 campuses, 19 physical campuses, I believe at the moment. And so um, people have an office building, they have a staff there and they have to show up because that's where, you know, everybody works from where like, what's weird about me is, you know, my, my volunteers that work with me are all non-local. Um, we don't really, I have some local volunteers that are part of Saddleback, but I've never tried to take people who would be part of the local church. Hmm. Um, I've always tried to take people that I'm developing within my own community. Um, and so 95% of them, again, just large, I think I'm, I have a handful of people that are, that also go to a local campus. Most of my people are small group hosts that are serving and live far from us and are part of our core community. And so I just don't, I can't just go get coffee with my people. I've just never been able to do that. Um, and so because of that, I, I don't really need a space to do something like that. Yeah. And so, um, I only need a space to meet with somebody else. I all, I all, I also joke that, you know, if I have a, if I have a office, then people are going to expect me to be in that office. That's um, true. And so like, that's um, very true. Yeah. And, and I work, I work weird hours where I'm, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm meeting with somebody on like, like right now, like, like this time, you know, you just think about like, you start going on, you know, it's what in, in Europe right now, it's, you know, eight hours ahead. So it's going to be morning time. And so like a lot of times I'm having to meet people late or if I'm meeting somebody in like Manila or in Australia, I, I have these weird times. And so I don't, I sometimes work later. I get a lot of messages at night from people in Africa and different places and I'll do meetings then. And so it just, my, my hours aren't as like, I start from nine and I go to five. Now, no pastor really does that. Right. But I just, I get a lot of my core engagement at, at not usually at ideal times. And so sometimes my schedule reflects that. So that's, yeah. a, that's interesting. And, and, yeah. and a lot of that's to do with the, you have a lot of international viewers. Yes. You have a lot of people that are coming in. Some churches that are smaller may not get that right away, but they will get some. So, yeah. e, so even, even if they do have a few that are like, they'll have the military that are overseas, you know, that are their family, yeah. you know, they've yeah. been deployed or something like that. But in the most, most of the sense, they'll be kind of local to most of the churches. But I think you're, I think you're onto it too. In the, some of the Metro areas, we're getting to more of a, even though I am a mile and a half from the church, it takes me 45 minutes to get there because of where I live and yeah. I'm not going to go to the church. You know, that's 45 minutes that I want back to myself that I could just have here and yeah. I think whether you're working or whether you're going to church, I think that's a factor that uh, we're having to deal with yeah. a lot more. Uh, it just and it and it just it's a different paradigm when you know most churches. The idea is people you you kind of corral people to show up to get ministered to. Where in my case, I don't have that space. My space is immediately accessible to anybody who has internet connection, which is the large majority of, of you know obviously Americans and. Um, it just happens to be my people. I can just always jump on. I'm not waiting for that drive or traffic. I could just always call them or talk to them. And um, I think it, it just changes, changes the paradigm. And, you know, I, I do think that there it, there's pros and cons to it. I like it because it works with, you know, I'm a very, um, I'm very good steward of my time. And so, but if, if I was, um, if I get distracted, you know, it would be a hard, you know, use yeah. of my time. And, and at the same time, I've also, over the years, I've been successful with, my time. And so I think they allow me to continue. There's, I think yeah, um, th there's trust yeah. there. Yeah. So obviously I, I think there's seasons where I've been in the office more because different changes and that's okay. But, um, I, I, I love it. Um, you know, I do think, I do think, I do think there's sometimes a unfortunate 
premise that people think they get paid to warm a seat and not actually to do a job. And, um, yes. yep. um, that's a hard thing. And, you know, I, I remember when I first started doing this, like I would come in the office very rarely and, you know, it's like that you get those, you get those people who think that and it's like, you know, Hey, you know, it's okay. Like that's true. Yeah. Like does Jay even work here anymore? I know. What does he even do? And I'm like, well, you know, you can look at attendance, you can look at, you know, our response cards and our giving and see if it's been growing in the last five years. It's up to you, you know, but you know, it's, you know, but I, I, I do think some of that stuff is changing, especially, you know, honestly, I feel like honestly, it goes back to like the youth pastor in me that back in the day, like I just worked wherever the students were, you know, and it's the same idea. It just happens to be, it's digital. Yeah. And speaking also as a former youth pastor, they get a bad rap for that. I know they really do. But, yeah, they do. They, they're going to wrestling matches and football games at random times. Like it's, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's, it, there's a lot of time investment. there. Yeah. And I was always like, okay, you think the youth pastor's not working, expect them to be in the office from nine to five, but then also be at the schools from five to nine. hundred percent. And you're like, I'm working nine to nine every day, especially on a Wednesday or a big, you know, what I call game yeah. day. And it's like, 100%. and I'm supposed to be able to, I'm supposed to take your phone call on Saturday. Nope. I'm out. I know. I know. I've done enough this week. Uh, Man, I I feel bad for them. But but also we got to own our part. You know, we we we're young and we're immature sometimes. And, you know, sometimes we don't uh, we don't show up when we're supposed to. Well, and it just comes (laughs) down to and I think actually this goes to unfortunately some of the I think every person has this they struggle with. But with, yeah. with my online ministry that I'm responsible for, I have very clear goals. And at the end of the day, I, do I deliver on those? Yeah. And so, um, you know, we work under this premise with, with my boss right now that, you know, we do every quarter, we do a quarter uh, planning and we review the last quarter and we mm-hmm. plan for the next quarter. And so I spend a day with my boss four times a, four times a year and we do um, we plan out the corner. We look at what working or what's not, and he knows what I'm doing every week based off these planning days. And yeah. then we check in once a week. And so it works really good. It doesn't work for everybody. It works really good with me and my team and with him, you know? And yeah. so I, I've kind of gotten into the, the pattern, you know, of like that. And I, I love it. I, yeah. I wouldn't go back. And I, th- I think you need that in online ministry, especially you need a self-starter or someone that can do things off offline yeah. that are well, offline off online, but off of peak times yeah. that could be flexible. I think I can see that being really helpful. Um, but it brings up a question. Another thing in something you said, you talked about attendance, you talked about um, next steps from online. So um, I want to ask like when you get people to come into the online mm-hmm. campus, is that a place where you, you guys consider that like, okay, you're at church or are you then trying to push them to a face-to-face community of some sort? And if you are, what does that look like? Yeah. So I, great question. I, I definitely think that there are, um, you know, like I, I think that there's a couple different avenues here that there's kind of like 1.0, 2.0 and 3.0. Um, the 1.0, I think most churches, just need to be leveraging their Facebook streaming and maybe their church online streaming page or podcast, YouTube, all that. Yeah. They need to see it as a kind of this first impressions ministry. It's really the new front door of your church. Um, and you have a pastor there that is just welcoming, letting them know that they're important and that if they show up, they got to they gotta tell you they would love to meet you. Make that connection of kind of street to seat type, type of, of, of reality. So that, that's kind of the first impressions, reaching your local area, um, and, and it's a huge opportunity. Most most churches are seeing that. They're seeing people, who, you know, they're seeing less people just walk into your church and go, oh, look, I just, 
here's the church. They're seeing people that are checking you out online, seeing what you're about. Um, this is actually a reason why I think putting up a full sermon, at least on your church online page, maybe you can't archive it because of digital rights um, for the music. But like a lot of times people just upload the, the senior pastor and they just see this one guy with this one race, with this one age, and they're not seeing the yeah. diversity of your whole church maybe that maybe is displayed in the host and all the and the worship band and so forth. So um, I, I think it's a huge that's a huge front door. So most churches are doing that. And I would yeah. say like most churches should probably stay in that lane um, because that's like a huge advantage. Uh, 2.0 would be maybe a, maybe a more evangelistic church that wants to reach beyond their doors, beyond their city limits and really reach people where they're at and they're they're reaching people through their service and then they're getting plugged into a local church in their area. And I think some churches that are a little bit bigger maybe has a probably has a senior pastor that's very evangelistic that kind of comes out of that, you know, um, you know, crusade type of mentality yeah. of reaching people, but they're connecting you back to the local church. Um, I see a lot of ministries that kind of have a TV ministry background kind of falling into that category too, Yeah, where they're, maybe they've been broadcasting on local television or on God TV or something. And they kind of like, Oh, you know what? We kind of, maybe this is the new version of that. It's a little cheaper, more affordable, and it's more strategic and you can track more. Cause that's one of the big problems with TVs that the metrics are just terrible. It's just very broad. Yeah. Um, and people throw out numbers. You don't know. Well, if they're streaming on our provider, they're filling out our digital response cards. We can actually know like the real return. And then I, I think the last, the 3.0 is, um, is the people that maybe want to plant churches or decentralized church in some way. So maybe they encourage many microsites, um, where like somebody can actually a hundred miles away, host a service in their home. And there's some kind of program or initiative. Uh, you see churches, um, I think, uh, elevation has done this the most, um, with watch parties where they've actually, yeah. Hey, sign up and do this thing. We've done this with small groups. Um, th there's a bunch of churches that are doing all sorts of stuff. Um, and I, I think those are like the stages now for us, you know, we definitely, I, I would say when you say, when you say a word, like what is church and, you know, and I think this is where this is a lot of the problems when you say church online or hashtag church online, that church does, it's a very deep word. It has a lot of history, obviously. Unfortunately, even when you say church, it's pretty broad. You read three theology books, and they're all over the place. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it is a gathering of people. You know, we, we are hijacking a, a word there um, that didn't originally mean that, and now we have this deep meaning of God's people that are gathering in some way. I definitely think some church can happen online digitally. Now, the question is, is that full church? I, I might, I might personally push back on like, yes. Everything can happen online. I don't believe that. I think the healthiest form of church is in person. But for us, I think that there people watching online, there's an expression of church that they are experiencing, and I hope it draws them into something deeper. Um, and so for us, we do that. We either will plug somebody into one of our local campuses. Um, we will either plug them into you know your local church, or we'll help them start a a, a church, a house church, really, um, if they're far from us. Really, um, and, and we can do that because. Um, you know, we're a fairly big church with a big reach. And so I, I think yeah. it makes sense for us. Um, and so, um, and even that, you know, I could tell you, um, I could tell you the stages of each of those out, you know, the same thing if, if, if a church gets launched day one, they're not probably the full expression of a church. They're probably not offering everything a church should do. They're still growing the same way a, a microsite little thing that they're doing far from us 
um, you know, that, that thing is at various stages, the same way a church plan is. Um, and yeah. we're helping them get to that. But yeah, so th- that's kind of like how we think about it. Um, and, and most churches fit in those categories for the, for the most part. That's awesome. Yeah. I, f- I feel like you've, you've hit it right on the head with, uh, you know, those three categories, you got your streamers, you've got your, your kind of, um, we're reaching out, but really with using this to connect you to a local body. And then there's the ones that can really like just start stuff anywhere that are kind of the bigger, yeah. like it, and it's, have their hand in everything. It's, I, you know, there's something that's coming out here. I did this thing with, um, it, I don't think it will be out by the time this goes live, but I did a thing with Vandebloom and actually we did a big research study. Okay. Um, and it's coming out here in a couple of weeks. So be on the, I'll be sharing, you can go to my website or follow, if you follow Vandebloom and they'll, they'll, they'll post it, but they interviewed a bunch of churches. Like I think it was over 85 churches that have been streaming so long. And, um, 90% of these churches, when they think about church online, really they're talking about streaming, they're yeah. streaming, you know, and I, I actually think that's the, probably the biggest issue is that when you just stream and you call it church, I think that's, that's not really, I would say, you know, um, healthy, you yeah. know, cause really you're just, you're offering this window into your church, but you're not offering all the pastoral care, all the, like whatever you, however you disciple people. Um, when you're not doing all that stuff, then you, you do have something that's maybe not well developed. Now, most of those churches, the study also shows that people are starting to think differently about that and starting to evolve some of that. But I think yeah. that's why we, what we had was we had easy technology streaming became super cheap with Facebook streaming. Right. And um, people started doing it. And that's not a bad thing. That's a great thing. But it's like, OK, now let's think about what's the strategy. And I think that's where most people don't know how to. You know, how does this like loop back into what we're doing here? And I, and I think that's where most of the people that have figured that out have spent, you know, some extended time actually going like, oh, now some other people, we just had a lot of time to fail and, you know, have those conversations. Yeah. Or and we're thankful for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true too. <laughs> we're thankful so, for those yeah. that have gone and forged the trail and been able to take yeah. the lumps and show us where not to go. Like step over there and you get your leg blown off. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. That's very helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, some, some of us are mining the, the Vietnam the forces yeah, yeah. trying to get, but, make sure. But that's the, uh, that's the burden I think of being that type of church that's on the forefront of a lot of things that's innovating, that's trying new things. It's that the best ones are the ones that are willing to get to fail and then turn around and show everybody else. Here's how we failed. And then help yeah. them go forward. So I think that's really helpful. And I'm, I know yeah. a lot of us appreciate churches like Saddleback that will try stuff and see what works mm-hmm. and, uh, and share it with us. So uh, talking about um, attendance, that was the other question I really had before we wrap up here. Um, when someone shows up to an online campus for service, uh, and, and you make a good point that we're not really talking about just streaming your service. We're talking about to an online campus environment. Yeah. In which ones do you count that as attendance to your church and or in which ones do you maybe not? Yeah. And, you know, for sure, I, I think, you know, obviously you measure what is important to you and, and you try to measure things that you can influence. Yes. And so I think it's trying to figure that out. One of the hardest things with it's not the hardest things, but I think one of the dilemmas with online is that you can measure everything. You can actually measure a lot more than you can physically. Um, you can you can measure online attention. You can measure where they're watching from, where a lot of times physically you just measure people who show up and you just count them, you know, and yeah. if they bail, they bail where 
online, people will be painfully obvious that they're not interested. Yes. Um, and so um, both good and bad. And yeah. so yeah, they will comment if they're not interested for some oh, reason. They're not interested. They bounce. <laughs> you know, if anybody wants to be discouraged, look at your your retention data on your Facebook live stream. Yeah. Every retention data is terrible on Facebook. Well, a lot of people um, come in and they catch the stream. They're like, Hey, watch it from wherever. Love you guys. And I'm out. Oh yeah. yeah. And then no, watch we, the rest of it. We have like, we'll have a number like 10,000 people will watch our stuff. And like, it'll be like 42 people watched at least 30 minutes. It's like, it's just like, that's like, and yeah. I talked to, that's I encouraging, to, though, for us. I've ta- I, well, I've talked to very large churches that have had the same thing, and, and most of them will tell me, oh, yeah, Facebook is just a great marketing tool. It's not the platform that will replace other things because it's just marketing. Nobody's watching long term on those. And so that's why right. your retention on something like your church online page or your Roku app or wherever you're streaming, like those things, or YouTube, like – you know, our YouTube numbers in the same week will be like 33% retention to 30 minutes. And it's like, yeah. so I, I, every platform has its own purpose really. Yeah, because, because um, people actually come to YouTube to watch for a while. Exactly. They don't exactly. do that on Facebook. They don't do that on Instagram. Yeah. Which, Especially when you're on a phone and you're getting distracted and somebody notifies you of a NBA and, trade and you get bounced. And yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah. So then that's, and honestly, side note, that's my issue I have with IGTV for Instagram. I really just don't think anyone's going to be on Instagram for that. It's just too, it's just too long. Like it's it's such a good idea, but it's like wrong place. You know, know. you can't, you can't. Yeah. It's, it, it is funny when you still can't, I know you can view stuff on a, um, on a browser, but when everything's so mobile dependent, it's like, uh, you know, you know, there's some stuff you can do, and even Facebook has done this with Chromecast and AirPlay support. Yeah. But even that, it's not this natural thing. You know, we we use it. I use it every once in a while, but it's not this systematic. It's not this seamless type of right experience. I literally think of it as like this is amazing on my phone, and I love it this way. And yeah. Anyways, um, okay. Well, <laughs> just a so we the. Um, the th- and I, and, and, you know, it's funny you, you bring that all this stuff up. I've seen, you know, in my really short time as like being a pastor, I've seen these trends of going, Oh, Facebook live is the thing or YouTube live is the thing. And, and it's like, you just look at the numbers and I'm like, I don't know what data you guys are looking at. And I know people are using it, but I'm not, I don't see the retention. And so, yeah. um, what we did early on was, um, the way we measured attendance and really the number one thing you need to do is you need to be consistent. You need to figure out how you're going to measure something and you need to be consistent. And the numbers from various platforms need to be weighted accordingly. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing that I know is always like the, the, the terrible thing. And so somebody will say, Oh, wow. Um, and I've had this within my own church where somebody will say, Oh, wow. I'll have like a hundred thousand people viewed something on YouTube. And they'll weigh it against our online church numbers on, on our, our streaming page. And I'm like, yeah, you're tracking a number that's like a year long. More people watched for the first seven days on our page than that page. And you're talking about views. I'm talking about a 30-minute retention number. Yeah. Like they're not. It's different. Know, yeah, it's not even apple to oranges because even apple and oranges are similar. <laughs> they're, you know, like, they're at least both fruits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so um, I channeled my – Chuck Colstrom in there. There you go. Um, it's, and so, so for us, the way, and this has actually caused some problems on various platforms. So we, we track the way we track things is we stream four times live on our, on our page. And then one time a week on Facebook, 
And um, what happens is immediately after the four o'clock service on Saturday, which is our first service kicks off, we archive the entire service on that page for six and a half days, essentially, or seven days. And so from Saturday at four o'clock to the following Saturday at 3 p.m., you can watch four live services. And then in between there, you can see a playback of our entire service from start to end. And then on the following Saturday um, at three o'clock, it will clear out and start promoting the next week. And then you can watch on like Monday, Tuesday, you can watch just the message on YouTube. You can listen to the, to the podcast. And then we usually stream live Sunday morning at 9 a.m. And so, and we track a 30 minute number. So we ping you every five minutes and after six pings, you get counted as once. And so the idea is that how many people watch 30 minutes on our church online page on saddleback.com slash online? How many people watch the first five days? We only count the first five days the YouTube message is up. Okay. Um, we, do a, we do a retention number. You can go into your analytics. You can go into audience retention, and you can look how many people watched 30 minutes, and then you times that into the views, into our date range. Um, and then we look at um, – right now we only track our Roku number, and we don't track – Amazon Fire or um, Apple TV because we're having some issues counting a 30-minute retention number with our app provider. We're okay. working through some of those issues. Okay. But And then Facebook, the same thing. We do a retention number. And so that's why I know because we I look at the numbers every week when we stream. And so I don't care about how many views or sessions. I care about how many people watched 30 minutes. And so we consistently have been doing that for the – I have numbers going all the way back to 2010. And so I know the trend of our 30-minute number that long because that's what we've been counting. And I can know the value. If we, if we turn on Facebook, I know how that impacted our numbers. When we turned on YouTube, when we really hit YouTube really hard a couple of years ago, I know how that impacted. And at the end of the day, I don't care how people watch. I just care that I can measure it and I care that I can influence it and I care that there's a next step action on that. So I don't want people just to watch on YouTube. I want I want – I want to come up and say, hey, by the way, you can fill out this response card. So if tomorrow we decide to go to Twitch, I want to be able to measure it, and I want to be able to have an action a step. Next step. So, yeah, that's, so it's really clear. That's so awesome. Really clear. Yeah. Man, I could I can tell that that's like a really deep um, <laughs> process for you guys and really passionate. You're very passionate about it. Um, and I'm taking away from this that I am not measuring very well. <laughs> like you guys are measuring so much and I'm like, Oh my gosh, we're not even looking at some of that. Well, it, it's hard. Crazy. It's hard. There's so many numbers and you do know, you, I, I've, do you have I've worked with, tools yeah. or something to help you with that? Or you just look at it and do, then pull out the calculator and start doing some math well, in a spreadsheet or something. Well, some, some of them like Facebook and YouTube, like there is, I just, I can get the numbers and I have to do a we have to do like a conversion essentially because it yeah. isn't like a natural number. Um, and then our website, we worked with our streaming provider to build a custom metric essentially that we did. I, I, I think the hard part is, is when you go, you're counting views on, on one thing and you're counting another thing on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. And so like, so you're not comparing that, that, the same stuff. Yeah. You're not in then like, again, people will say like YouTube is huge or Facebook is huge or podcast is huge. You know, I don't like we're not measuring podcasts at this moment. We're talking about doing that. But like I know a lot of podcast views are just loads and feeds. So to tell me that yeah. that load in a feed is the same as somebody watching 30 minutes on our website. I mean, you're just a liar. Like you don't get it. <laughs> like you just don't get it. And and, and a lot of people do that because they're just, you know, um, they're just doing whatever they're used to doing. And they've never thought critically about it. Now, I'm, I'm I've I've thought heavily about it and I'm still learning. 
But um, and and I hate it. I hate when I find out like a number is wrong or I've reported it wrong. Um, I'm always worried about that. And so um, I just want to be consistent and they're weighted accordingly to the other platform. And I also think a lot of the tension where a lot of the passion is, is I think a, a lot of online pastors or direct reports or whatever got hired to manage this one subdomain on their website. And then when YouTube came along, all they thought about was how it was going to cannibalize their existing market and not grow their outreach. And um, yeah. I think that's just because they're not, they don't know how to like, so if some, again, if diversify, I, yeah, if, if some, if my communications pastor at my church comes to me and says, Hey, we want to launch again, we want to launch Twitter streaming. I would go, that's awesome. Okay. How am I going to measure it? Cause I don't care if I lose people. I just, if they go over, I want to count them. I think it's going to grow. Um, it's the same thing with Facebook. People thought it was killing. I'm like, you know what? I don't think it's killing. So what do we do on Facebook? If you go to Saddleback's Facebook page, it's in partnership with her, with her comm team. Like, You'll see there's a link on every Facebook stream that says to download the message notes or take your next step, visit saddleback.com slash online. Yeah. And so I'm directly funneling back because I know they're most likely not going to watch it there. They're just going to peek in and then they can learn about where they can watch every week. And our page has become the default like new episodes you know, thing. Everybody comes yeah. to our page to watch it. It's just it's kind of ingrained. It's interesting that, you know, we, we preach so much in communications about having a next step, a clear call to action and how often there are so many places all over our communication where we don't have it. Yeah. It, it just amazes me. I'm thinking about this right now going, man, we do a Facebook stream every week and it's really uh, a lot of people comment. We get, we see a lot of views again, like we're not tracking like the 30 minute watch really close or anything like that, but still it's one of our biggest posts on Facebook every week. And, yeah. you know, we're looking at that and I'm like, we never put a next step in that caption at yeah. all. And I'm like, wow, yeah. what a miss. Like I, I definitely want to start doing that. I'm like, Oh my gosh, we haven't even started doing that yet. <laughs> well, and it, I think the number one sin here really, uh, not to overplay the word sin there. Cause it's, that's actually not anyways. You have to say um, it like sin. The sin of your, the, the unforgivable sin. No, I mean, I, so I, I see it as, um, you know, at the end of the day, like you have, you have three audiences, you have those watching live inside your worship center, wherever you're at, you have people watching live on Facebook and on your church online page or YouTube live, wherever you're streaming. And then you have people watching months, years later, mm -hmm. and you want to make sure that all those people can take the same next steps. And I, I honestly, I, I think the streaming and the church online, however you want to do that on, on your, your weekly protocol, live playback. Um, I actually think the number one thing that I'm always like, I don't understand why churches don't do is that you have archive pages of content, just gobs of content. And there are no re digital response cards sitting under those babies. Like, I don't get that. Mm. Like that's, that's yeah. the thing that like we, we've solved some of that where we like, I'll come on on the end of the message or we'll have somebody talk to that audience, but I'm still like, how can we get a response card? We just started doing message notes, but like, why are we making it where like somebody watches this message years later and we're hoping they can navigate around our, our main nav bar and know what that means. Like, yeah, like it's, you know, and that's why I think it's actually, and this has been a longer conversation of like trying to figure out, like, I just, I want to be, our team wants to be the online next steps that I'm not the online campus pastor to this subdomain, but I'm just the online pastor and our team handles all the digital follow-up. And that's what we're trying to figure out. Some of that makes sense. Some of it, there's still a lot of pain points in organizations that we're like, we, I don't know how to solve um, because it's like workloads and different things, but it's, it's, 
yeah, I, I actually think my team is really qualified to handle all sorts of next steps. We, we have all this stuff digital and we know how to be an advocate for the campuses yeah. in our model. So, um, but yeah, that, again, that's my soapbox. I'm, I'm no, that's on. great. That is great, man. I think that right there is, is worth the price of admission for today. It's just really, really cool to see how you guys are connecting to people online and being kind of tenacious about it. And I think that's, that's inspiring to me to see a church that's not only just entertaining the online ministry, but really going after people to really, mm-hmm. to connect them to the gospel and to connect them to community, connect, connect them to all the things that, that, that Jesus wants for us. Um, cause honestly, I think that's our heart. That's most of our heart for that. I think we just don't know what it looks like. You know, it's, it's yeah. weird because it's different tools, but it really looks the same, but it's just digital and online. And yeah. so seeing it happen with you guys is really helpful to kind of go, oh, okay, that's what we mean when we say, totally. you know, online ministry, or that's what we mean when we say online evangel- evangelism or discipleship. Like it does take a little bit different look because yeah. of the, because of the medium. Um, yeah. But some of the some of the same principles are still there, so that's that's really cool. Well, man, um, I really appreciate your time. This has been really helpful and insightful. Tell us where uh, we can get a hold of you and connect with you uh, in, in online. Yeah, you can. Uh, I have a blog that I, I write whatever I'm thinking or scheming in my head, both good and bad. So you can go <laughs> to uh, jcranda.com, and so um, yeah, so you know, there, there's a lot of stuff about stuff the way the way we work and uh, ideas and so forth. And so I think that's probably the main way or Instagram, Jay Cranda. I fortunately own all my handles, so I'm, I'm very grateful for oh, that. That's cool. So. <laughs> yeah. I, so, I, I, I got mine early too. So I, I just have yeah, Seth yeah. Muse and I'm like, Oh, thank God. Yeah. I got it. I'm just glad there's not, there's not that many Crandas. I've done it. There's only like, I think 500 Crandas in the world. So there's like pretty, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty fortunate. <laughs> That's the, yeah, I'm, I'm in that same boat. Seth Muse is yeah. kind of unique. I think there's, there's actually another dude named Seth Muse somewhere in Florida and, uh-huh. and he got, um, he got the Twitter handle. He, he got Seth Muse. So I'm, so I'm the Seth Muse. <laughs> that's my Twitter handle. That's so, always the worst. <laughs> yeah. So that's the one that stands out. That's different, but whatever. Well, man, thank you so much. I really appreciate yeah. your time. And uh, thank you for coming on the show and talking with me about online campuses, man. It's been great. Yeah. Thank you for having me. All right, guys, we'll catch you later. And, and I put, I'll put some of those links in the show notes so you can go online and get those. And I will see you soon. Later. This episode of the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast is brought to you by Luton's Wild Cherry Cough Drops. It's it's pretty much just candy.